What's up, guys, and welcome to episode 62 of the Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Randy. And I'm your host, Konu. And this week, we do not have Ray with us, so it'll just be me and Konu handling this. Um, I gotta say, I don't know about you, coming into this podcast two days, well, not even two days, a couple days ago, I was like, oh, we're gonna have a rough one to record. And coming into this one today, I feel much, much better. Uh, It is Tuesday, June 29th. How are you feeling so far? Feeling better, hopefully, because that was a rough start. (laughs) That was a rough start Uh, to the last, yeah, whatever. Not a great start to the week. I I don't know what, I mean, they weren't doing anything. That was the problem. Um, They didn't even look like they wanted to play baseball. I mean, it happens, I guess, but yeah, definitely feeling much better after the final three Cubs games and after yesterday's game, despite its struggles. Yeah, sometimes I feel like you just got to get kicked in the teeth and getting swept by San Diego and then being no hit the very next night might have done it. Um, so, hey, it's it's working for us. We we did not hit our predictions. However, we were only one off. We both said five and two. And really, two, I feel yeah. like I feel like that should have probably happened we should have easily won one of those games yes. in san diego yes. uh we we beat I ourselves said they'd take three or four to the cubs and they'll win the first of the giant series and they did that unfortunately they lost them yeah, i was the i was just hoping for like a final two split against the that padre series i'm like i don't even care if we lose the series i just don't want to get swept and well i mean did, we'll get into it but know. they 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 had their chances so yeah it, yeah that that series was if you like look at it and go okay dodgers took three L's and they got swept like it was much closer than just looking at like oh three losses like it should not have been three losses but the Dodgers do what they do best and they beat themselves um but we will get into that so very quickly as a reminder since I suck at telling you guys this it is Tuesday when we record these episodes so if you hear me say yesterday tomorrow whatever uh know that we are recording this on Tuesday so let's talk about tonight's game very, very quickly. It, it should be a very good matchup. Dodgers 48 and 31 versus Giants who are 50 and 28, still the only team in baseball uh, with 50 wins. Bueller is on the mound. He is seven and one with a 251 ERA, a 0.92 whip with 94 strikeouts and 21 walks on the air. Kevin Gossman over on the Giants has been absolutely dominant this year. Uh, eight and one with a 1.49 ERA, a 0.77 whip with 112 strikeouts and 22 walks. Um, what should we be looking for from Gossman? Because I feel like we all know what to expect from Bueller. Uh, from Gosman, it's going to be the splitter. That's that's his go-to pitch. That's I mean, it's not the pitch he throws the most, but he mixes it in a lot, and that's the pitch that hitters cannot seem to hit. So fastball and splitter is mostly what you'll see. Occasionally, you'll see a changeup in slider, changeup to lefties, slider to righties. But yeah, mostly fastball and splitter. Yeah, so um, Dodgers only have a two-game series against the Giants right now. A little weird. They have an off day tomorrow. So if they come out with a win tonight, they will have a nice little two-game sweep, which would be great because we are currently sitting two and a half games back from the Giants. So this could put us with one and a half. Um, since our last recording, like we said, they went six or four and three. They're six and four in their last 10. They still have the second best run differential in baseball, though, with 104. Uh, Astros somehow at plus 140, which is just absolutely insane. They are tearing it up right now, unfortunately. Um, but let's dive into kind of what happened last week. And we will obviously start with Tuesday's game. We had Kershaw versus Snell and the Dodgers lost that one three to two. The positive that came out of this game was Max Muncy was activated off the IL and uh, Rex was optioned back to triple a Kershaw. We saw him go out there, six innings pitched four hits, three runs, three earned two walks, seven strikeouts, two home runs uh, and 99 pitches. So this was just kind of one of those games that, like I said, I feel like the whole series, we kind of beat ourselves. Uh, Kershaw gives up that leadoff walk to fam and then Cronenworth takes him deep, which I believe that was actually Cronenworth's first career home. Granted, it's only a second season, but his first career home run off of a lefty. So that was like even more of a punch in the gut. Uh, but that was really all that hurt Kershaw I mean, was the walk for, and the home runs. Yeah. For the, for the most part, as far as I guess the whole series, it seemed like, the Dodgers pitchers got in trouble early, but then settled in to give up nothing until they were taken out of the game. So, I mean, that was nice to see. Um, I thought Kershaw was, I thought he did, I thought he pitched well, honestly. Um, was it spectacular like his upcoming Cubs game? Absolutely not. But he was, I thought he was still really good. 
Um, and again, the, the Dodgers had plenty of chances and just like let it go by. So Smith hasn't really been good all year regarding the scoring position. He came up in a big spot and hit into a double play. And he did drive in a run, but hit into a double play. It was kind of brutal there. I'm not sure why he's struggling so much. He's hitting in the low 200s, but in his career, in his short career over these like situations where he's hitting with runners in scoring position, he's hitting over 300 and OPSing at over 1,000. So I'm really not sure what's happening right now. But I, I did want to ask you, would you move him down some? Because I was talking to a friend and he, I was saying they should move Smith down maybe. And he was like, well, there's just no better options right now. And my thought was, well, I mean, I know they're kind of struggling, right? Well, semi-struggling. I'll get into it later. But Taylor and Lux are better in those situations. Taylor's hitting 277. Lux is hitting 260 with runners in scoring position. And with two outs, they're both even better. Taylor's hitting over 400. Lux is hitting over 300. And both have astronomical OPSs. So would you move Smith down in those situations? Or do you, or do you just write it out till Seeker comes back and then Muncy takes over that fifth spot and everything's fine? Um. I don't know because honestly, baseball is a very much what have you done for me lately sport. And I was about to be like, what are you talking about? Look what Smith did last night. And then I was like, let me actually look at his last seven games. And uh, I didn't realize he's, I mean, sample size, whatever. But yeah, last seven, because he hasn't had a horrible season, especially when you compare him to other catchers. Like catchers just aren't hitters for the most part. Like they're focusing on helping their pitchers. Uh, if you look at him compared to other guys, he's doing pretty well, but for what we expect from him, it hasn't been great, especially over these last seven games, he's four for 22, uh, with two home runs. So that's nice. The power's there, uh, only three RBIs though. So really no one's on base when he's hitting these home runs, but he's batting one. When people are on base, he's grounding into double plays or yeah, yeah. he's hitting 182 with an OPS of 705 over the last, uh, seven games. So that's not great. I don't. I, I did. I did want to say though that because I, because when I was talking to my friend, he was like, "Well, if we're being fair, the Dodgers are kind of smashing the ball. They're just hitting it at people." So then I went to look, and over the course of the week, Smith is actually hitting the ball relatively hard. I think his average exit velocity over the last week is like ninety three, which is pretty good. So I was like, "Okay, Smith's hitting the ball well. It's just he's not finding areas and." It's difficult because it seems like you're doing everything right and then you're still not getting hit. So what are you to do? It reminds me of last year when he, he was hitting the ball hard and uh, it just wasn't finding anywhere to drop. It's one of those things where I want to be like, obviously, I don't know. None of us know what it's like to be that side of things. We're not professional athletes, but I always want to be like, hey, like if you're hitting the ball hard, don't change your approach because eventually it's going to work. Um, especially with guys using less sick, sticky stuff. It's been about a week now. Uh, we haven't seen that translate in Smith's numbers, but if he's hitting the ball harder, that's a good sign. He's still seeing the ball well, making solid contact. Um, I don't necessarily have an issue with Lux. However, we've talked about this a bit and I was going to bring it up at some point, but Lux is drawing a lot more walks. He's kind of doing what Muncie was doing. Like you mentioned, uh, we talked about over text. So I would just be a little bit worried about putting him in there. Granted, he has been hitting over these last couple days or a couple games. I feel like we're seeing him hit a little bit more, but they're finding it right now. Um, I don't know how much adjusting I want to do, but I'd be fine with them like moving. It's not a big deal. It's not like it's Bellinger. It's not Muncie. It's not Turner. It's not Betts. So I'm all for adjusting yeah. whatever in those type of moments. Yeah, um, the, the top four stay the same. It's just trying to figure out five through nine or five through eight. Yeah, I, I'd give it a shot, see what happens. I think once, uh, like like you said, when Seager gets back, that totally readjusts everything. Yeah. And you could put Smith, uh, I mean, Smith will probably be in the sixth. sixth. That's just how yeah. stacked they are. Uh, Muncie will probably be in the fifth, Bellinger fourth. So um, I wouldn't mind giving it a chance. But yeah, I, I have noticed when guys are on base, he doesn't seem to do what he used to do, which was either double or hard line drives or even the home runs. We're not seeing a ton of that. Um, but if he's hitting the ball hard, I don't know how much you adjusting want yeah. to do or need to do. Um, but when we're, when we're on the topic of catchers, just cause I want to stay in that game really quickly. Uh, how about Barnes coming up and having those pinch hit moments this year? And he's just done it a couple times and freaking off Melanson did it in that with one out in the top of the ninth. Uh, that was great. 
But yeah. it, the weird thing is, whenever I see Melanson pitch, I always just like I'm not understanding how he's not getting rocked. Obviously, he's doing a good job at something, but every time he throws a pitch, I'm just like I'm not understanding how it's not being hit. Um, so clearly, there's something going on there. Not anything bad. I just mean like something's going on where like the hitters aren't picking up the ball. Um, so good on Melanson, but um, yeah, Barnes has come up clutch a, a lot of times so far this year, and. I'm assuming he's going to continue to do so because you know, he's the backup catcher. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was, that was a little bit of a frustrating game because this top of the ninth Barnes hits that pinch hit and then Taylor gets a two out basis. The tying run reaches and unfortunately they don't come through. And uh, we actually see that same exact thing on Wednesday's game. Uh, the Dodgers dropped that one five to three. It was what we expected to be a good pitching matchup between Bauer and Musgrove. And it was neither pitcher was awful, but it wasn't like, necessarily your typical pitcher's duel yeah um, Bauer was for me Bauer and Kershaw they weren't great but they were good yeah and good should have been enough yeah and yeah and my thing is anytime your starting pitcher gives you a quality start with this offense that should be more than enough uh for the Dodgers offense to find a way to score enough runs because Bauer went six innings five hits, three runs, three earned, four walks, 10 strikeouts, three home runs on 102 pitches. So the home run uh, pitches are still yeah. biting him in the ass. Don't really know what's I, going on I will on say the Cronenworth the, the one was just good hitting by Cronenworth. I mean, he threw it up and in and Cronenworth just turned on it. Uh, Machado's home run was a hanking slider. So that's definitely on Bauer. I did miss Carantini's home run, although it's Carantini. So I don't care if it was a bad pitch or, or a good pitch or not you shouldn't be giving a home runs to a person hitting 200. Yeah, that was, I saw that going around Twitter. People were like, really, Caratini? Like, Cronenworth, Machado, whatever, but Caratini. Um, Fair, I was yeah. I was at that on, game, man. so I didn't necessarily see where the pitches were made and how that was. I was just, like, taking in all the pain of watching it live uh, at a very, very electric Petco Park. I have never, ever seen it like that before, and I tend to go to at least one or two games in San Diego every season, uh, and that was wild um their fan base is absolutely the, bringing it yeah. and uh yeah the offense has helped them out though I yeah. mean I think we've I, I think I've said this for weeks now and Bauer's not blameless but he's pitching good enough to win so let's help him out here some like I feel like with like if Kershaw or Bauer are not getting run support they're trying to be perfect just so they can keep their team in it or win some games and you trying to be perfect is going to lead to more mistakes and the Padres are a good team. So they capitalize on those mistakes. So the offense really needs to help out the pitching staff. Yeah. Um, that is a game though, where in the top of the fourth, we did see Smith come through with an RBI base hit. So that was nice. Um, and then Beatty reached on Tatis error because well, Tatis leads the league in errors and unfortunately I like so Tatis. Bad. So like, yeah. I don't want to just sit here and talk shit on him, but my God, that guy cannot. that he, he just, I think he tries to do too much. The range is impeccable, but he tries to uh, almost absolutely. do way too much and make these throws that are like, dude, Beatty would have beat that out. Just hold on to the ball. Like there was no reason for that. Bellinger doesn't come around and score. If you just hold on to the ball. Um, yeah. But that's that's a different story, not our issue. Um, and then in the bottom of the seventh, we saw Trinan come into pitch with a runner on first, no outs. He did great. He got the ground out, um, struck out Tatis to end the inning. Big thing there. And then Turner tied it up after Muncie came through. The Dodgers are doing kind of their two-out thing again, I'm noticing a little bit lately, where they get guys on base with two outs and are scoring runs. And that's what happened in this game. Muncie, two-out double, and then Turner hit him home with a RBI base hit. And we are seeing the old Turner kind of make his way back to this lineup, which is fantastic. Uh, it's a little bit slow to start the season, but he has been great recently. Well, he started out extremely hot. And then yeah. And then he got cooled off. Yeah. He was, yeah. And he was cool and though for like a solid up. month. So that was kind yeah. of rough. Um, Again, shout out to Tyler Anderson. Cause you really helped Justin yeah. Turner really, you know, get back around. to his groove. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's been, he's been on fire since then. Um, the bottom of the eighth, that was an inning that bugged me kind of quite a bit uh so trying came into pitch and he gave up a double which i know it was ruled a double but Beatty should have caught that ball um uh, there's really no excuse for that and then machado follows it up with an infield single that like 
everything's different in person. The game is much faster than watching it slow replay. But I felt like Turner held on to that ball way too he long. Did, um, because he looked at second and then kind yeah. of switched towards second before throwing the first. And I was like, bro, just throw the first. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened there. And so that ended uh Trinan's day on the mountain. Gonzalez came into pitch with runners on first and second and no outs. And there was a lot of discussion on Twitter whether or not that was the right move because Gonzalez's uh command has been awful this year for the most part at least it, it it's come in waves like he was really bad to start the season then was really good and now he's back to kind of being wild a bit um so I don't really know if I agreed with Roberts in that decision to make Gonzalez come into pitch because you already know he's struggling a bit and then Hosmer lays down that sack bunt that puts him on second and third. And then you have him intentionally walk Myers. And it's like, you know, this guy's struggling with command as it is. So you're going to intentionally load the bases. And then he walks home Grisham and then Caratini gets the sack fly. And it basically the way the Dodgers had been hitting at the time, basically puts this game out of the reach uh, going into the ninth inning. So I was curious, did you have any thoughts on like Roberts bringing Gonzalez into that game? Because I don't know. I feel like that would have been a great time to bring Trinan in. But granted, they used Trinan before that. Like, that is a key situation to bring Trinan in with first and second no outs as a ground ball pitcher. Um, So I was just kind of curious your thoughts there. Um, Honestly, at the time, I did not have a problem with it. Um, It's The Dodgers have three pitchers who've pretty much carried this bullpen. Jansen, Trinan, and Gonzalez. Yes, Gonzalez has struggled with his command, but he's I think he's generally been pretty good in those situations, in those high leverage situations. So you kind of just have to go with it. Um, But unfortunately he has completely lost his command in his walking batters. But I, I still think those are your three best. You have to go with your three best, whether it works or not. So I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah, that's fair. It's one of those things that like, if it works out, we're never even talking about it to begin with. Um, Yeah. But yeah, Gonzalez has been a little interesting this year. Uh, over 25 and two thirds innings pitch, he's given up 14 walks compared to two walks in 20 and a third innings last year. So it definitely hasn't been there. Don't exactly know um, how that's going. Hopefully they can figure it out. Uh, that was a very unfortunate series sweep yeah. for us. It was the first time since 2010, the Padres have swept the Dodgers at Pegco. So uh congratulations to them that stadium was going wild after the game after they swept us so um yeah I mean I'm looking forward to the next series I don't know when they play again I didn't look but hopefully the Dodgers are fully healthy uh you shouldn't eh. because the way I look at it the Dodgers aren't they don't care they don't but I think the talent especially right now and then once but I have a feeling once the play if we see the Padres in the playoffs oh it'll be a different story yeah you're gonna see a completely different story but i think for right now but at least until maybe september they're not gonna give two shits what happens yeah i think it'll be good to see them play at home because they'll have more of the home energy behind them instead of the pet like petco having their energy behind them but uh the lack of energy was a big thing for me that i had felt like this team was missing um and they're playing with a little bit of it more, but we've just, we don't really have anyone on the team that kind of brings that energy. They just play with a very lackluster, like we're here, this is what we're going to do. It's almost like they expect to just come out and win. Um, and it, it can be frustrating at times, but it happens. Like I said, when this first started, sometimes you got to get kicked in the teeth to get going. And I kind of feel like that's what happened. And we might have the Cubs to thank for that, for their combined no-hitter Thursday night. Uh, that was brutal. Um, before that game, though, uh, Jock Peterson received his World Series ring, and that was awesome. I was also, uh, unfor- well, unfortunately, slash not unfortunately, because <laughs> history, I was at that game. But seeing Jock receive his World Series ring was super, super cool. Um, the fan base got incredibly loud. Everyone was cheering. Everyone was standing. Jock was pumped up. He was super excited. So that was really cool to see. Uh, and welcome him back. Unfortunately, though, there wasn't much more from this game to be positive about. Oh, well, there were, I mean, the Dodgers drew eight walks, so I guess there's that, but you still got no hit. Um, And Bueller took his first L since September, 2019. They drew 87 walks and couldn't manage to get one hit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But no, 
the, the best part of the game was seeing Andre easier. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was having a good time I mean, out there. He was. And I got the trade for Andre Ethier has to be one of the best trades in Dodgers history. Getting Ethier for that despicable loser Milton Bradley is a huge W. Yeah. And I'm not even, I mean, I know fans know, but I'm not even sure how many fans actually know that like Andre Ethier was traded. He was just traded in the minors. So like, it wasn't like they brought him over. He came over from the A's, but yeah, that's always been a big thing. Dodger fans love him. He was having a good time. He was getting fans to yell at Bellinger with him. Um, So that was fun. The only other thing that stuck out to me in this game, that was a big deal for me. was Bickford coming in. Uh, He came in with the bases loaded, no outs, and he got Bryant looking and then he got biased to hit into a double play. So you're down four zero in the top of the seventh. Your team's getting no hit. What is there to really play for at that moment? Uh, Bigford did not care. That dude is so impressive. Every time he comes out, the Dodgers just seem to find these guys, yeah. make it work. Um, and I have loved watching him pitch. He has been fantastic yeah. for the most. I was going to say yeah. since his rough outing against the Rangers, he's pitched eight and two thirds innings, four hits, no runs, four walks and 12 strikeouts. And plus, he's gotten out of like a few, quite a few big jams. So um, he's coming up big, and I think Roberts should start putting him in a little more high level situations to see how he does. Slowly, don't just start throwing him in there, but you know, slowly put him into more high level situations to see how he comes out of it. But I mean, in almost 16 innings with the Dodgers, he has 22 strikeouts and an ERA of 1.72. So he's quietly been very, very good for the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm curious as to what they're going to do when they get some of their bullpen pieces back. Uh, Like Alexander could be coming back soon. Eventually we'll get Gratterall. And I just look at Bickford and I'm like, you've been too good. Like, I can't think about sending you back down. Yeah, Yeah, like we we need it. But Um, also it's it's good if all these players are coming back and Bickford gets to stay because then. Yeah, they're only going to get better. You can trust to uh, put in those high level situations so you don't have to use Trinan and Gonzalez so much. Yeah, it would be nice to kind of give them a little bit of a break. Uh, Funny moment from this game, and I kind of, I'll be honest, I feel like an asshole about it because I didn't know at the time, but I was sitting in club level waiting for my friend Cece to get off work. um, And for some reason, like only once have I ever seen a player walk through club level after a game, and it was Gavin Lux the night he made his MLB debut at Dodger Stadium. And so like I, he was meeting up with his whole family. So I assume that's why he walked right past club level. Well, this time it was Chris Bryant and he was by himself just in regular clothes and well, not, well, he was with a security guard, but it was just him. And I recognized him right away. And I'm like, okay, we just got no hit. So he's probably feeling good, whatever he has to have had. I, I was games like that when the Dodgers play like that I tend to zone out and I'm like at the game and waiting for like a big moment to happen but I really tune out of like what's going on in the game because it sucks to be there for stuff like that um but I'm like oh it's Chris Bryant I'm gonna say something and so I was like hey Chris good game and like I genuinely meant like hey good game like you guys just won only to go home later and realize that he had an awful night at the plate and struck out three times. And like, when I was like, Hey, Brian, like, Hey, Chris, good game. He looked at me like a total asshole as if like, maybe I was trolling him. Like, Hey, is this Dodger fan yeah, pissed off? We be just no hitter. And he kind of looked at me and was like, thanks. And just kept walking. And I was like, okay, that was kind of weird. And then I looked at his stats and I was like, oh shit. I was like, he had an awful game. I was like, I feel so bad because it wasn't even on purpose. You I being just, sarcastic. Yeah. I was That's just funny. like, I'm like, I just didn't want to be like, Hey Chris. Like, so I was just like, Hey, good game. Like you just kicked our ass. You threw a no hitter. Like you were part of it. And I'm like thinking like, oh shit, this guy just struck out three times. He's probably like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> well, I mean, after his hot start, he's been really ass. Yeah. Yeah, I was feeling really high on myself, I have to say, at the beginning <laughs> of the season, because I was like, I want Chris well, I Bryant, too. and everyone's like, no, yeah, Chris Bryant absolutely. sucks, and then I'm like, ha, ah, look, you guys are wrong, and then I looked at his I was right and, there I was like, and I was like, oh, well, you've kind of fallen off a bit. I mean, so. if you look at it as a whole, it's still really good, but yeah. then you realize how great he was, and then it's like, oh. Yeah, he... well, we'll see if he uh, can keep it up. Some players have been like that, though, this year. I don't know if yeah. it's because of the shortened season last year. But we've seen some players come in super hot and then all of a sudden just completely fall off these last couple of weeks. So um, baseball is just a weird sport. You never know what's going to happen. But Friday, June 25th, since the Dodgers have been no hit and since uh, I'm going to, oh, well, I mean, I'm not putting you on blast because I don't think anyone cares. But since you saged your bedroom and all of your Dodger stuff (laughs) before the game Friday night, we have not lost. Um, So I just needed to point that out. 
uh, <laughs> we got kicked in the teeth. You saged your bedroom. Dodgers haven't lost. So whatever it is, it will take it. It works. We can't complain. As long it's as we get wins, yeah, we can't complain. Uh, so Friday night, we had Gonsolin versus Arietta. So we get no hit Thursday or yeah, we get no hit Thursday night. And then Friday night, we have to face the guy who no hit us in 2015. So the way things have been going, I was like, oh, great. This is going to be some type of weird game and some weird shit's going to happen. But that was not the case. The Dodgers went on to win six to two. Gonsolin, such, oh, so much better. Way better than anything we've seen from him uh, so far since coming off the I.L., Four innings pitched, one hit, one run, one earned, two walks, seven strikeouts, which is his season high for him, and one home run on 69 pitches. He was only supposed to go 50 to 60 pitches that game. Roberts let him go to 69. Uh, so nice job, Roberts. Nice. Um, <laughs> um, but I liked what I saw a lot more from Gonsolin. I don't know about you, but man, did it feel good to finally see him go out there and just like kind of settle in. I'd like to see a bit more effic- efficiency um but it felt like a huge turnaround from his yeah. previous uh, i'm gonna be honest i was kind of just completely zoned out i mean i noticed the scoring but i didn't notice how actually well he was pitching until i looked at his stats and then i was mad that i did not go back and watch how he was pitching but i mean it seems like he did very well so if he's coming along great that really helps his rotation and hopefully he'll be able to go deeper in the game soon whoops forgot to unmute myself there uh, there we go I was like, why? I was like, what's happening? Uh, anyways, so he generated 11 swings and misses over four innings. And his last start, he only had five swings and misses over three and two thirds. The last three Cubs games, um, they were swinging and missing a ton. Yeah, they, I, they looked like a much better team uh, Thursday night than they did. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know what happened with them but hey i don't mind it it worked out for us it was a decent game i feel like all around for us um it wasn't anything great but they looked good we looked the the thing i like the most is because they were struggling so much the previous four it was just nice to see them manufacture a run when belly got a single stole second and smith moved him over lux brought him in so great job by belly there to steal second to get in square position and thankfully, Smith and Lux didn't strike out to ruin it. So, I mean, at least they did something right. Yeah, they they did what they need to do. And then uh, McKinstry, bottom of the third, led that uh, led that inning off with a home run, his fourth on the year to give them a two-one lead. And then that was kind of it for the most part until the end of the game. Um, but I don't know if you paid much attention to that game. Joe Kelly has been pretty dominant as of late. Uh, he came yeah. in with runners on the corners and two outs and he struck out Bryant with a change up and it was just beautiful. He now calls himself Joseph. That is his alter eager, uh, alter, ugh, alter ego. So he calls himself Joseph. Joseph pitches strikes. That is his thing. Uh, <laughs> he, strikes. he has been great. I also saw a video <laughs> last night. So there was a mariachi band on a Sunday for Viva Los Dodgers and joe kelly they went on the field jansen brought them on the field and joe kelly traded his jersey for one of the mariachi uh jackets so the dude was so pumped up and so excited that kelly wanted to make that trade and so that i thought it was pretty cool but kelly is just dude has a good time and he's killing it in june over yeah yeah over nine and two-thirds innings he's given up four hits two runs only one of those were earned uh no home runs two walks and 11 strikeouts with a 0.62 whip uh so if kelly can keep this up too that's another bullpen piece that we absolutely need um yeah because i had made a comment earlier this year about his lack of worth on this team and so far he's been making me look really stupid (laughs) and i'm more than happy with that uh he's just been out there doing his thing it's been a big plus with all the injuries the dodgers have had yeah and it's what they need right now uh nelson came into that game he did not look very good he did not seem like not it's not that he didn't look good he just didn't have the seam uh he did not have a feel for the ball uh not having the sticky stuff probably had a little bit something to do with that he his nickname is the big sweat so if the dude's sweating a lot and doesn't get to use his sticky stuff i'm sure it's making it a little bit harder for him to grip so i'm hoping he figures that figures that out and gets going um that eighth inning though big deal lux uh had a leadoff eight pitch walk and that I mean, couldn't have come at a better time because he got on base and then Pollock crushed that two run home run to give the Dodgers a four to two lead. 
And then Betts kind of did the same thing you were talking about earlier, got that two out base hit. And then he stole second, didn't need to, but I like it. I appreciate it. I want to see more <laughs> of it. Uh, Cause Muncie, Muncie hit a two run home run, his 15th of the year to give the Dodgers a six, two lead. And then that was great. And then Jansen came in, shut it down. He did give up a leadoff base hit, but then he came back, got a strikeout ground out and he threw a seven ninety seven mile per hour sinker to jock uh, to end the game. So it was, it was a much better game considering what had happened the four previous games. Um, I, I mean, it was, it just to give you an idea, it had gotten so bad within that last week that McKinstry's home run was the Dodgers first lead uh, since the game against the D-backs that previous Sunday. So it had almost been a, a week since the Dodgers had held a, a lead in the game. Um, so it was, it felt good. I felt really good after that game. I was hoping things were turning around and luckily for us, it did. Um, I do want to see more stolen bases though. You and I talked about this. There's no reason why Bellinger bets Taylor and Lux are not stealing more bases or attempting. Um, I can't remember what game it was. It might've been Saturday, but Taylor had got caught stealing, trying to steal third. And I was okay with it because the Dodgers were already up in the game and I like the aggressiveness. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of him getting caught by Contreras trying to go back to third, but it happens. Um, yeah, I, I want to see more stolen bases. I like it. I want to see the Dodgers try to manufacture runs until they're back to that team that we see them kind of being. I, I want to see more of that. I just don't. Yeah. Um, I agree, but I, I wasn't a fan of Chris Taylor running on Saturday, whatever it is. I thought they were terrible running decisions. Um, and they took the Dodgers out of putting runs on the board. But um, other than that, if you want to steal second, by all means, but trying to go to third. Eh. Yeah, third's always one and, of those ones that I and, know. Unless, is... unless you're like, I don't know who's good at stealing third. I have no idea. But unless you're one of those people, don't do it. Yeah, not an easy thing to do, but um, luckily they were up because they, hey, they they figured out how to score in the first inning. <laughs> uh, I had said for the last game, they took their first lead since the Sunday. This one, the Dodgers scored in the first inning since the game prior to that, that Saturday game against the D-backs. So it had been a week since the Dodgers had scored in the first inning, and that happened off a Betts leadoff double and Muncie's RBI double. So the Dodgers got going. Uh, Turner continued to hit, went opposite way and brought home Muncie and gave them an early 2-0 lead. And the way Urias threw and the bullpen threw, that was luckily all they needed. Um, Urias, much better compared to his previous start uh, when he just did not look like he had it at all. He gave up two earned runs, but the 12 strikeouts was a career high for him. Before the game, Roberts told the media he wanted Urias to be more aggressive, try and challenge batters a little bit more, and he did. Uh, and it worked for him. So I kind of feel like they're figuring out what's working for him and what's not. And hey, the great news is the Dodgers streak of giving up freaking home runs in the first inning also ended <laughs> in that game because they had given up a home run in the first inning five games in a row. Uh, yeah. And Urias ended that. So that was like a, that felt like a victory in itself. When we got out of the top of the first and we weren't losing, I was like, okay, good. Maybe we're going to figure this out because Anytime you have to go into hitting and you're already down and you haven't even had a chance to pick up a bat, that is frustrating. I would imagine on the offense. So um, the bullpen did their thing. They shut it down after that. They went, uh, let me, I didn't even do my math. What is it? Six, three and two thirds. And then Cody Bellinger with that walk-off home run. That was beautiful. Um, yeah. It just, it, it wasn't, I, I wish they would have scored more and didn't have to walk it off, but I'm glad they did it in the bottom of the ninth. Um, Bellinger looking a little bit better and then on to Sunday's game which I feel like was the one that stuck out out of all the games because my god Clayton Kershaw um, that was a ton of fun the Dodgers won seven to one but Kershaw looked like freaking vintage Kershaw he went eight innings pitched four hits one run one earned one walk 13 strikeouts which was a season high and he only gave up a one home run on 101 pitches. So uh, did he have like 26, 27 swings and uh, swings and misses? Uh, 22. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, 22 swings, yeah, a ton. Uh, It's the tied for the most ever on the pitch uh, that he's ever gotten on the pitch, which, funny enough, he also did that on May 14th this year. So (laughs) twice this year, he's already gotten 22 swings and misses on it. His slider slider is, yeah. But I feel like that's, if I'm going to be honest, I feel like that's the best pitch for a lot of Dodgers. Kershaw, I think that's his best pitch. It's Bauer's best pitch. I think, oh, the fastball is... Bueller's the best pitch, but I think the slider's close. Um, Urias has to throw one, but I guess you can mix it in because he throws a slider curve. Um, that's obviously his best pitch. And then I think the bullpen, the sliders are the best pitches. So, or besides Jansen's cutter, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I just hope, I know I've, I've heard that sliders tend to be a little bit worse on the elbows. So those just stress me out yeah. that Kershaw's thrown so many, but he didn't throw them nearly as much in the beginning of his career. So um hopefully it just won't matter and he can keep killing it because yeah that was a lot of fun I was also with that game so the Dodgers got it going in the bottom of the second when um, they loaded the bases they had yet to have a hit then McKinstry had that grand slam Uh, that was really exciting got the state of the stadium exploded it was only the bottom of the second Sunday night baseball and then Betts reached on that throwing error and Bellinger had went deep for the second game in a row Dodgers were up six to zero things felt really good uh, the only mistake was a pitch to Baez, um, and not a big deal. Gave up a home run, two-out home run. But the Dodgers held on, went on to win 7-1. to one. Betts had his third triple of the season. That was a ton of fun to watch. Uh, McKinstry, I don't know if you heard this, but after the game, um, as we saw when he came back from the IL, he wasn't looking too great out there. And he's looked a lot better recently. And he said it's because he was closing his eyes on contact since returning from the what? IL. Yeah which is apparently a problem he had as a kid. Um, so he's already made the adjustment and that's why he's seeing the ball better. That's why he's hitting. That was the same game. He hit the home run, but he said he's being, he's, he's made the physical adjustment to stay focused and keep his eyes open and uh, watch the ball. So yeah, he said it after the game, uh, uh, you need to see the ball to hit it. So yeah, I absolutely. guess, yeah, that's, that's important. I, yeah. I think the thing I like most about McKinstry is, well, uh, it could be a good thing or a bad thing, but right now it's a good thing is he goes up there and he just, he's looking to swing the bat. He just wants to swing the bat. Uh, now it does cost for him to swing at terrible pitches sometimes, <laughs> but I mean, uh, he's just looking to go up there and just, just, he's just swinging at almost everything. So, you know what? Sometimes he swings at bad pitches and gets a hit out of it. So it seems to be working for him. And that's why Beatty has kind of fallen off a drastically um and it all started when he started starting um so that was my fear is you start playing these players more than starting and then them getting exposed and now they get sent back to the bench and they're still not where they should be um so as long as they're spot starting i think they'll be great Uh, mckinstry seems to be filling in that even earlier this year he filled in that role perfectly and uh he's going to be needed off the bench yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do when Seager comes back because he was a big piece of that offense when Bellinger went down. Um, and he's been pretty good all around. So he was in a lot of fans were talking about rookie of the year considerations before he got hurt. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. A uh, good problem to have when you have the depth. And then on to um, last night's game the first game of the of the series against the Giants it's only a two-game series which is kind of weird I feel like that only ever happens in interleague um but we had Bauer versus Disclafani and that was a pretty good game Dodgers won it three to two and it all of the runs came off solo uh solo home runs so Bauer still has a home run problem luckily didn't hurt him much last night he did give up eight hits um and got out of it only giving up the two earned runs but Betts and Muncie opened the game up with back-to-back home runs so the Dodgers were good to go right from the beginning um I say it on Twitter all the time and I'm saying it jokingly but also not like I don't think there's a Dodger or really any player who hates the Giants more than Max Muncy does because he just absolutely kills them he has he has 16 home runs on the year and six of those home runs are in eight games against the Giants like he just hits home runs against the Giants it's what he does and tonight is his go get it out of the ocean bobblehead um against the Giants so I, I'm looking forward to that because I will be there for that. So if Muncie wants to keep it going, please do. But um, Bauer gave up that home run to Wade on a changeup. It looked like high. I think it was a changeup. It was high. 
yeah, yeah. high and away a little bit. And then he gave up that leadoff home run to Crawford um, in the sixth. Dodgers are already up three to one at that point. So it just made the game a little bit closer. Didn't end up mattering, but I don't know how much you pay attention to the post game conferences with the players. I just know that Bauer continues to say he's unlucky and has no idea. And that eventually it's going to turn around and he's going to stop giving up home runs and he doesn't leave the pitches down the middle, but like he left a four seam fastball to Crawford basically down the middle and called it unlucky. Um, and I just, I don't know. I Bauer, the person don't care for him. Bauer, the pitcher, like he's on our team. I want to see him do well. I want to see the Dodgers win, but I'm just not a big fan of the excuses every game. Just, Oh, it's bad luck. Oh, it's bad luck. Like this is the second game in a row that he just goes, Oh, it's bad luck. I don't know why I'm giving up home runs. It's like, well, you're giving up home runs because you're leaving pitches down the middle. And then he denies leaving them down the middle and Dave Roberts immediately after was like, this isn't bad luck. Like it's where you left the pitches. Like Bauer said it was bad luck. And Roberts came in immediately after and was like, I don't think bad luck has anything to do with it. Like, I think he threw Wade four straight changeups. I is, if I remember correctly, that's what had happened. And then you leave Crawford a fastball. That's basically middle, a little bit outside. Like it's going to happen. Just it's okay. Like I'm cool with it. I don't even care that he gave up two earned runs. If he can give me six innings pitched, and two earned runs every time I'm good with it. I just am not a fan of like the, Oh, it's bad luck. And I have no idea what to do to fix it. Every time he says it, like just someone beat you. It's okay. It's part of the game. It's baseball. It's like, I don't know. I'm just not. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, I don't care about, I mean, I guess I should since we do a podcast, but I, I don't care what players have to say after the game. Um, just because players and coaches are going to lie anyway. So I just, I don't see the point in all of it. Um, yeah, I, I did turn away for a second. And then when I turned back, I saw Crawford rounding the bases and I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, whatever. Um, but the, the changeups to way he's trying to throw his changeup more, trying to get a feel for it. it it's you've been pretty good, but he left that one up. He threw a lot of good changeups that game though, down in the way to lefty. So my thing, my only issue with Bauer is, I know statistically your forcing fastball is your best pitch. It's not your best pitch. I'm here to tell you that right now. Um, so you coming out of the out the gate throwing forcing fastballs or whatever, don't do it. Um, throw your slider and your cutter. Those are your bread and butter pitches. And if you throw those more often and then want to occasionally try to blow a fastball by you, by them, by all means, if you keep throwing sliders and cutters and then throw a 95, 96 mile an hour fastball, they might not be able to catch up to it or they'll foul it off. And then if that's the case, throw a curveball or something. So he just needs to change up a few things to lefties. The, the, that, that two-seamer that runs in, beautiful. He got, um, I forgot, the Dickerson. He got Dickerson on a 96-mile-an-hour two-seamer that cut back in a front side. Perfect. He threw a lot of good changes to lefties down and away. Perfect. Do that. The, the fastballs down the middle don't do that yeah I think I think it's one of those things that like hey your forcing fastball was good when you could use all the sticky stuff and you could make it a high like rising fastball that guys are missing and but yeah. it's like that's not the case anymore and when you're throwing 96 like that's not gonna work guys are right. gonna crush that so he's, he's got to mix it up you had said last episode that you had your theory on Bauer um that he's just working on his pitches. Are you still feeling that way? Or do you feel like he's kind of going back to sequencing? And I think he's going back to sequencing because he's using his cutter and slider more instead of, but I mean, his four seems still making mistakes with it, but uh, I mean, he's still th- trying to throw sinkers and change-ups, but at the same time, I feel like he's not just throwing him just to see if he get a feel for him. He's actually sequencing him, throwing him to, to batters, to try to get them out like getting against lefties throwing the change up down in the way is a good pitch now he missed against wade but for the most part he did good with it uh the two seamer or two seam sinker whatever because people like to tend to love those in together now um to dickerson and to lefties that cut back into the front side those are good too so i think he's still experimenting but he's also sequencing pitches where the two batters that he needs to do it against instead of just throwing them just to throw them yeah, I like you had mentioned last episode reminds me a bit of Bueller kind of just going to do what he wants to do and then come playoffs. He'll have a good feel for everything. Good idea. 
Um, but that was, that was a good, another, it was a good baseball game. I mean, the giants are a good team or still best record in baseball, I believe right now. So, um, I was happy to come away with the win. Jansen came in to pitch the ninth. Talkman had that base hit that took a, um, very weird bounce on Bellinger in the outfield and kind of got away from him. Bellinger recovered very nicely and threw him out trying to stretch into a double. And then, uh, he got posy on, what was it? Three, was it three straight sliders? sliders? Yeah. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. And so he, he switched he it the up. first one and then posy nodded his head. He threw a second one. Posey was like, okay, nod his head again through the third one. And, and posy immediately just walked right back to the bench. Cause he knew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's one of those things like Jansen has faced those guys so much. So he switched it up on him and Posey didn't know what to do with it. And it worked. Um, So Jansen picked up his 19th save of the season and the Dodgers are now on a four game winning streak. So that is great. They will look to hopefully continue that tonight and pick up a nice little mini two game sweep. Yeah. Kevin Gossman's tough. So uh, Bueller's really going to have to be on his shit tonight. Like really, really, really on top of it. Um, and he's really good again. He's career-wise really good against the Giants. Um, I think last time they faced him, only home run they've ever hit off of him in Bueller's career. So um, I'm really looking forward to the game tonight. Like I said, I will be there. Um, some quick news really quick on the week. The Dodgers were named the Sports Business Journal Sports Team of the Year. So congratulations to them. That was for 2020. And then the Dodgers are heading out to Washington to play the Nationals. So Robert said they're expecting a small group of players to visit the White House. Um at some point this weekend. So that's what's going on. And then a all-star game update. Uh, Muncie, Betts, Lux, Taylor, and Turner all made it past phase two. <laughs> Voting is going on right now. You can vote <laughs> once every 24 hours. Um, these are to vote for the starters. The top three outfielders will be the starters. The top position player, not, well, every other but outfielders will be in there. As of now, the Dodgers don't have any starters. Um, Muncie should be on there. Muncie is having the best year out of first baseman. And I think Turner, last I checked, out of the three third basemen, he should be on there too. As for the rest yeah. of them, uh, not starters. Luck shouldn't Sorry, even be no. in there. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand it. So it's annoying. Um, I love it. I love um, it. I okay. It. I love it. I <laughs> so stupid. I hate fan voting. Amazing. So dumb. Someone got mad at me yesterday because I voted for Tatis. I'm like, why would I not vote for Tatis? He deserves to be there. Like, why would I, why would I, besides, like, he's good for baseball. Why would I not want Tatis? Who am I going to vote for? Like, I'm not. I voted for Trey Turner. Trey Turner's um, a good one, too, but I'm not voting for Baez. So, I'm not, like. Um, no, I mean, Tatis obviously is the best. And I'm absolutely ever. voting I, for, like, I'm voting for Adam Frazier at second base. I'm not voting for Lux. I'm sorry. I'm not. Um, Oh, I am. I'm 100 percent voting for all Dodgers because it's hilarious. Um, but next year, yeah, let's let's fix it. No, um, no, no. If we're gonna go hard next year, we are gonna do all Dodgers because it's gonna be in LA. So if we're gonna go all Dodgers <clears throat> next year, is the year to do it because they will be playing in front of the LA crowd. So like, don't get me also, wrong. Also, also next year, 100 percent, everybody's gonna play better. I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, well. It's, I mean, what? I'm just, I just hope next year, whoever the hell does the jerseys, do not fuck them up as oh. badly as these ones are because right. these are disgusting. I don't even know what's happening. It looks like some weird polo from like some weird lacrosse polo from back in the day or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I hate it. It's ugly. I, I don't know. I, I don't see what's wrong with them just wearing their, their jerseys that they wear during the season. So I was listening they to, an- to, they used to do that to the all-star game. I don't know why you're changing it. I don't. Well, Careful. so I was listening to another podcast and I forget which one it is. And they're assuming Nike had something to do with this, that when they took over the jerseys, Nike, because Nike's doing the city connect, Nike's doing all these other jerseys, Nike. It's all just a money grab, I think for LA. And I'm guessing part of the deal with Nike was, oh, you get to create uniforms and like, they're so ugly and they left them the Braves colors. So like, it doesn't even match the hat, which is Rocky colors. Like it's so weird. The colorway for the hat is the Rockies. The colorway for the jerseys is the Braves. And they've got like what those weird like flowers on the, I don't know. I hate them. They're ugly. I'm looking forward to next year because white and blue looks fantastic with a little bit of red uh, in there. So I'm hoping like we just get something much better next year. Um, Let's move on to the injury updates because we don't have some great news on the Seager side of things. So he was supposed to go 
on a rehab assignment last week, like Friday, Saturday, they were talking and that has not happened as of Monday. Robert said that Seager has plateaued, plateaued. Yeah, whatever. And the bone in his hand hasn't completely healed and he's still dealing with soreness. He hasn't picked up a bat over the past few days and he feels soreness on the vibration of his swing. Um, so that's not great. He is a little bit of a setback there. I had felt like he was coming back super fast. So maybe this isn't a setback and it just isn't happening as quickly as they initially thought. Yeah, uh, but that's they, what it is. Yeah, but they are hoping he will be back before the all-star break. My thing is like, I just want him back for the second half. So as long as he's healthy for that second half, I'm not really too worried making it to the all-star break. Uh, they don't have a tough schedule at all. Uh, last I checked, like the Nats don't, I mean, the Nats are getting, they're playing they're, good they're baseball. Playing better. Yeah, they're playing good baseball, but before well, that, Schwarber's playing out of his goddamn mind. Yeah, Schwarber's like on having his own home run derby over there. But um, before the All Star break, we play the Nationals, the Marlins, and the D backs. So I'm not too concerned. I would very much like um, for Seager to be back after that because when they return, they have seven games against San Francisco in July. So uh, we're really going to need Seager back for that second half. And then some more good news on Canable is they now expect him back in late August. He has been playing catch. So that would be fantastic. Uh, Scott Alexander isn't traveling with the team and will head to OKC to resume his rehab assignment. He is eligible to come off the 60 day IL later this week. Uh, Susugo has been out since like June 9th. I honestly haven't heard anything. I kind of almost just wonder if he's going to disappear into the abyss because I don't really know if there's room for him. Uh, even when Seager, especially when Seager comes back, I'm not sure if yeah. there's room for him. So there's, he there's just- There's no room for him. Yeah, he, he's not he made, playing he, well. He, he wasn't doing- either. Okay, so he is playing a AAA. That's what's going on because nobody's yeah, talking starting. about him. Yeah, he okay. starts every game. Yeah, nobody's- I think he leads off. Nobody's talking about him. None of the reporters. So I'm kind of just like, okay, you're probably just going to disappear into the abyss and- that was probably your time. Um, so that's really it on the updates. Not so great news on Seager. Not bad, but not what you want to hear. Some good news on Knable and Alexander. Getting Alexander would be back. That'd be really nice to get another lefty in there to pair up with Gonzalez, uh, another ground ball guy. So for our series look ahead, um, get ready for your predictions. We have tonight against the Giants, Bueller versus i don't know why i wrote disclafani that's supposed to say gosman so bueller versus gosman off day tomorrow and then they begin a four game series in washington um everything says tbd so the way i have it is yeah. thursdays lined up for gonsolin friday urias saturday kershaw sunday bauer and then monday the dodgers begin a series in miami uh cannot wait to get to see my guy Chaz chisholm and uh bueller will be on the mound for that game so I'm nervous about tonight's game. I, I would possibly take that as a loss. Um, I expect three out of four against the nationals, just because we tend to usually do decent against them, whether it's Scherzer, whoever it is. Um, it's really going to be just about keeping Schwarber, Soto and Turner kind of keeping them down. And I think they'll be fine. So give me three wins against the Nats in that first game against Miami. So I'll say four wins and two losses over the next six games. Okay. I think they're going to split the Nationals. I want to say three and three, but I don't know. I feel like it's either going to be three and three or five and one. I don't think it's going to be weird. <laughs> um, I'll take five and one. I mean, I'll take five and one too. Um, <laughs> Especially if we're heading on the road. Um, I'll, I'll stick with three and three just to be safe. All right. So there's that. I'm going with four and two over the next over the next uh, six games. You're going three and three. Uh, my biggest thing is on the road. Just if you could play 500 baseball on the road, you're doing pretty well. So um, you want to hit us with the minor league minute, and then all. Oh, um, I was gonna. Before I hit to that, I was going to say, um, so started doing the hits for the week. I think you picked Muncie last week. I went with Turner oh, yeah. for the third straight week, and Turner has led the team, again, in hits for the third straight week with eight. Taylor had six, then Betts and Muncie had five each. Um, interesting note here, Taylor's average exit velocity last week was 84 and had hmm. six hits. Um, the highest exit velocity on the team wasn't close it was Gavin Lux at 98 miles an hour uh he has been smoking the ball and it's been all for nothing all for shit he had two hits hitting the ball hard wasn't doing nothing for him so it, that's a 
it's a bit disappointing and I was hoping to not see him like hang his head or get too down but every time I see him he's like always smiling or, or talking so it seems like it's not really bothering him which is good because it seems like his swing is there like we talked earlier with Smith it seems like Smith was doing everything right hitting the ball hard just not getting hits out of it it seems like Lux is right there um, his suspected batting average for the week was 373 and he hit 100 so that's a pretty bad luck there but hopefully if he continues swinging the bat well because I think he swings in a really good place right now it should equal more hits uh if the off because he can be more consistent Smith and Betts then the consistency in this offense is going to be um quite a sight to see so hopefully for this next week um he continues to hit the ball hard because he he really has been crushing the ball unfortunately it's at someone um so who do you have for this next week leading in hits mm. get to go with Muncie no, I'm going to, I don't know why I'm just starting to feel a little bit better about the at-bats, but I'm going to go with bets just cause I'm feeling a okay. little bit better about his at-bats. Okay. I'm going, uh, I'm going Lux. All right. So hopefully, cause those are two guys that man, if they get going, this lineup's going to do some pretty, they, pretty good I damage. They both been hitting the ball harder cause they were sitting there on 88 and now they're at above 90. I feel like, so I think the leader is Muncie. And then Turner, as far as everyday starters, it's Muncie, Turner, Lux now, and then Betts. So they're starting to hit the ball harder. Hopefully it starts equaling the more hits. Um, but, yeah, so let's get into this uh, minor league thing. Uh, Kyber Weiss continues to kill in AAA. He went 6 for 16, 375, adding a double, a home run, four RBIs, and six walks during the week. He only struck out one time. Um, so Ruiz is building his trade value back up. Um could he be on the move soon? I don't know. He doesn't play any other position. So he's either going to be stuck there or the Dodgers are going to trade him away for something. Um, Bruce Argueral went two innings this week, giving up two runs, only striking out one. Uh, he seems to be really struggling in AAA, but he's really thrown this year. So it might take him some time to like fully get back into his groove. Um, I think the most important thing is his health, and he's seen him getting out of uh, these outings healthy. So that's the most important thing. Uh, Scott Alexander went two and two-thirds innings, giving up one run, striking out two, and walking none. Uh, Alexander has done well in his short time at Rancho and now at OKC. And you said he's eligible July 2nd? Um, they, yeah, I believe that's what it was. They just said later this week. I think it was uh, July 2nd. Okay, so uh, if it's July 2nd, he should, should probably be back by then because he's pitching very well. Um, Vessia only appeared in one game. But he pitched a clean inning. He struck out the side. So Vessi is doing really well in AAA right now. Um, Michael Bush, AA, has really cooled off since his hot start. He went three for 19 this week. Um, he's also walked seven times. Um, but even though he's cooled off and his power's kind of falling off, his on-base percentage is still like 380. And that's incredibly good for someone who's hitting 220. So <laughs> he, <laughs> he seems to be in that early Muncie phase, um, which is, I mean, he's still getting on base, which is nice, but probably should start making better contact. Um, Miguel Vargas just continues to hit wherever he's at. He tallied six hit, seven hits this week, sorry, with two doubles, a home run, and seven RBIs. Um, if he continues to progress at the rate he is right now, he's only 21, um, he could see himself in the Dodgers' top 10 prospects. Um, hell, he could probably overtake Hosey at this point because he's absolutely uh, killing it so far this year. Uh, Bobby Miller had his first rough start um, he went two and two thirds innings, gave up three runs, three earned runs, five runs total. Uh, he did strike out four, but he was getting hit uh, quite a bit. You know, everyone's entitled to a bad start if this was his. Um, so I'm interested to see how he bounces back from his first rough outing. Uh, Andy Page had five hits this week, three of those hits being home runs. Uh, he's really coming into his own power wise. I'm sure the Dodgers would like to see more contact and back to ball skills because he's currently striking out 26% of the time. Um, but it's clear when he does make contact, it's hard. It goes a long way. And he's only 20. So a promotion to double A in the second half of the season shouldn't really be out of the question. And then I don't know if you saw, but good news. Uh, Josiah Gray is pitching bullpens again. Uh, and he had a sim game on Friday. So that is very exciting. And yesterday, Roberts actually said the club will likely have to discuss going forward if he could be a bullpen weapon this year or if they'll keep him stretched out. So um, would not be surprised at all to see Gray at some point this year, especially if they want to help guys like Urias and Gonsolin get some time off um, and maybe either skip a start or try to go bullpen game or if the bullpen needs more help. So 
that is all great news there. And then MLB news, very quickly, we had our first week of the foreign substance ban. And uh, some of these pitchers gave us pr plenty to laugh at. We saw them getting very animated. We saw guys pulling their pants down. Sergio Romo pulling his pants down. Um, the one that stuck out the most, I think, to everyone was what happened with Scherzer. He got checked twice. Girardi's a dick. Yeah, yeah. Girardi, I don't know what was going on there. That was so stupid. And, like, there's supposed to be a rule that if managers ask for a check and nothing comes of it they're supposed to be a type of punishment but i'm guessing they didn't think it was going to happen this so quickly Kershaw won it, right yeah and kershaw said like that should which it should it's it's yeah, a way to yeah, really get absolutely. under the it's also a mind game that you can be playing with pitchers and like that's not how what this is supposed to be like this is supposed to help with keeping foreign substances out of the game and yeah. if you're going to have uh managers do that it's going to cause issues so um, Girardi asked for Scherzer to be checked for a third time after he had already been checked twice, which is really all they have to do. Um, the umps were putting their hands in Scherzer's hair, which was really weird. Uh, Scherzer struck out Rio Muto at one point in the game and stared at Girardi walking back to the dugout. And Girardi started coming <laughs> out of the dugout to say something. And Scherzer mocked him by taking off his glove and hat and kind of like showing him like, oh, look, I've got nothing. And I still got your guy. Um, Girardi started to come Love out of the energy. dugout. Yeah, Girardi started to come out of the dugout for some reason, who knows why. Um, and he like tried to challenge the hitting, the Nats hitting coach to a fight, like was like, let's go, like trying to get him to come fight him. And he was tossed from the game. So um, it, it's been a little bit more calm since then. Pitchers are kind of yeah. just whatever. They know it has <clears throat> to be done. So the weirdest thing that happened that I saw so far was they checked a position pitcher or position player last night uh a team oh, was getting really? blown out and they checked the position player and i was like okay this feels a little gimmicky like i know they have to check everyone but like they're getting blown out and have a position player on the mound like we're checking for sticky substances but whatever it is the rule so it's gonna happen it is what it is um and we did have our first ejection the pitcher for the mariners hector santiago was ejected from the game on sunday when the ump found a substance on his glove during inspection after the game, he said it was just rosin and sweat. MLB took the glove and, will, and did its own testing. Um, nothing has come back as to what the testing was. However, Hector Santiago is suspended for 10 games, and he is going to appeal that because he said all it was is rosin and sweat. And this is where I kind of have a problem with umpires doing this. It's not the umpire's fault. It leaves too much up in the air for them uh, to try and decide. You don't actually know what it is. And if this had yeah. happened in like the first or second inning and you lost your starter, you could be putting a lot of strain and potential injuries on the bullpen arms, the guys that have to follow up behind him that now have to get warmed up, have to do all this stuff that they were not prepared to do. So I'm hoping it'll be kind of like a, we'll learn as we go. And maybe they don't suspend players until they do testing. Like if you're going to eject a guy, fine, but I don't think a guy should be suspended unless there's actually proof that there's more Absolutely. than just rosin and yeah. sweat. So we'll see what happens from here. Um, the number one prospect Wander Franco made his MLB debut last week. Oh yeah. I tried to get on my fantasy team, but you already had him. Yep. <laughs> as soon as I saw that he was getting called up on the off day, I, I got him a real Damn quick. It. Um, and he has, that's weird. His first game, he uh, played against the Red Sox in his first big league at bat. Or his not his first, sorry, not his first big league at bat. His first big league, it was a game tying three run home run. And those are, that was two teams going back and forth for first place in the AL East. So that was really exciting. I was watching that game because I did not want to miss it. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't done a whole lot of anything since then on the year. He's had 22 at bats and he's hitting. 136 with an OPS of 614. He's young. The guy is only yeah. 20 years old, so it's going yeah. to take time. Uh, but Same is... thing with uh, Kelnick from the Mariners, because I know he really struggled when he came up, too. Yeah. And some people are like, uh-oh, bust, or congratulations, uh, Mets, you actually won the trade. Like, no, they really didn't. But, okay, guys. Yeah. It, it, he's 21. Happen. He's had 30 at-bats. Relax. Yeah, so same same thing with Bronco. Uh, I think he'll be fine. They've just got to get going. Very exciting prospect to keep an eye on. And then the last thing is we have, um, well, I guess one thing is, did you see that Josh Naylor injury? 
Uh, no, I saw everybody talking about it, and I usually stay stay away from things. Okay, so basically, bad, yeah. guys, call the ball, because that's what happens. Uh, call the ball. He collided with his teammate and went flying and landed on his ankle and snapped his ankle in half and dislocated it. Um, it was very ugly. Usually, you do not see guys react as in much pain as he was. They usually do a good job masking it. He was... I don't want to say flopping because that sounds like it was fake or flailing, but like, that's what he was doing. Like he was, he was so bad that he was flailing all over the field, like rolling over side to side, like in so much pain, his ankle was just like there. So guys call the ball in the outfield. That's why you do it. So you don't run into your own teammates because it can get ugly. Um, So hopefully he is uh, back soon. Cause that's those, those are always, that sucks. Um, uh, Home run derby. Fernando Tatis said he will not compete, which sucks. We've got two of the three juniors saying they will not compete. We got no Vladdy, no Tatis. That is a bummer there. Uh, Trevor Story, however, said he will be joining the Home Run Derby at Coors. I keep laughing and thinking it's going to be funny that he gets traded and then is doing the Home Run Derby for another team at Coors Field. Uh, Do not put it past the Rockies to do something like that. And then Trey Mancini today announced he will do the Home Run Derby, and that's a pretty awesome story considering – yeah. Um, what he had to go through last year with I think it was testis- testicular so, cancer cancer yeah yeah so um really awesome story there good for him MLB extended him an invite and he announced today that he will be doing that so that is awesome uh looking forward to the home run derby kind of hope we get some bigger uh power names in there because it is Coors Field and I would like to didn't Pete Alonso say he's gonna do it he's not on the list as far as I Oh, or maybe okay. he is on the list and I, mean, I just missed it. I, don't might, care I think, for him he, anyway. I think so. he said he wanted to defend his thing, but yeah, I don't, I don't really care. I'm so excited for Otani. I think that is going to be so much fun. Hell yeah. Like that dude's <laughs> going to hit something like 550 feet in Coors. So if you're sitting in the outfield at the home run derby, just be very careful. Uh, cause I forgot what the angels call their wish. Shohei fans, show babes, whatever it is. I'm one of those. I don't care. <laughs> I, I love, I love him. <laughs> I I love him. The the yeah, the Red Sox are coming to Anaheim next week, and I fully plan Go. on going. And yeah. o- Otani's supposed to be pitching Tuesday night, and like that is on my bucket list. Like I want to see him pitch and I want to see him crush like a 480-foot home run. So that's what I'm hoping for next week, uh, to see that. Cause yeah, Shohei is fantastic for baseball and he is so much fun to watch. Um, but if you had nothing else, that was all I had for this week. And uh, no Shohei for MVP. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. The way he's playing there's yeah. Vladdy's having an unreal season, but what we're seeing of Shohei do, we've never seen anyone do, yeah. uh, at this rate. I don't care what anyone says about Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth was not doing this. Shohei Otani is, no. and he's doing it against yeah. the best talent we have ever seen in the game of baseball. Um, So as always, we appreciate you guys for taking the time to listen. Make sure you hit that subscribe, follow button wherever you are. Leave a rating and review if you are on Apple. Uh, You can go ahead, check us out at DodgerYard.com and all of our social, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Randy underscore Radcliffe. And you can go to allmylinks.com slash Konu, K-O-N-U, and find my social medias on there. And we will go ahead and catch you guys next week. Hopefully another winning week for the Dodgers. And uh, at some point we can get back in first place because that would be great. But other than that, we hope you guys have a good rest of your morning, night, afternoon, weekend, whenever it is you listen to this. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye, guys. See you later, guys.